Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. The NGSC Sports Radio Network in conjunction with the Happy Hour Network. We're proud to bring you the only show that matters. With your host, the heartthrob T.W. Cross. Be a witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is going on? You are now tuned in to the only show that matters. I think this is episode 16. I am your host, G.W. Gross, the heartthrob. How y'all feeling? Figured I'd give you a second podcast this week. Shout out to my man, Joe Weidra, who actually predicted on... On the earlier, on the earlier show this week, uh, the only show that matters earlier this week, he said it. He predicted that the Philadelphia 76ers would get their first win against the L.A. Lakers. So good for him. And he, he's not a guy that 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 watches basketball, and he obviously picks games better than me because I put money on the Cleveland Cavaliers to beat the Washington. Uh, I almost call them the Washington Senators for some reason. Uh, the, the Washington, oh, I almost said the Washington Bullets, too. The Wizards, and the Wizards went and beat them that night. So I know nothing at all. How y'all feeling, though? This is like that crunch time for fantasy football dudes now because, like, um, this is like the one week before the playoffs for most of us. So uh, this is a crunch time week. And in two of my leagues, I need to win in order to get in there. And I'm starting Jay Cutler, I think, in both of those leagues. So... You could just count those as W's for me, you know, easy W's. Um, this, this, I have Pro Tools, right? And I don't record this podcast on Pro Tools. I do it on GarageBand. It's a lot quicker, a lot easier. But um, I'm trying to do a – it's not a comeback album. It's not. I am retired. And I'm coming out with a new, um, new musical venture called Still Retired. And pretty much it's just because I, I just love songwriting – you know, I just like doing it. I like coming up with ideas and stuff. I just like doing it. I'm not trying to get no deal, nothing like that. I just like making music, and that's why it's called Still Retired. You know, just showing what I could do, though. But it's just like my Pro Tools has stopped working because I, I'm one of those people that, that never update their, um, their computers, you know. So I'm about two or three operating systems behind in my Mac you know, so, I'm, and, and Mac, fucking Apple, man, they're, they're such assholes, because they already run the world, you know, the, 
whatever they want to do, they do it, and we have no way of stopping them. I ordered um, the, I ordered a new operating system. I forgot what the hell, like some animal. I don't know. What, the, what was it before? It was a Jaguar or a Safari. And, and that's not, and they went to Safari, then they went right back to animals. You know, it was so weird. But um, I don't know. It's this mountain lion, I guess, or something. Some shit like that. I don't even know what I'm operating on right now. I have no idea what I'm operating. Snow Leopard, I think, I'm operating on right now. And I know all you nerds out there are like, oh, my God, how does he even go online? He's like, Snow Leopard. Fuck y'all. But I ordered Mountain Lion and in the hopes that the new operating system will help the Pro Tools operate, generate better, because that's what it said it should do on a couple of websites I saw. But I ordered this thing from Apple, I think, on Saturday, right? I understand that the Postal Service isn't going to send anything out Saturday and Sunday, right? And it said two to three days, so I'm thinking to myself, all right, um, worst-case scenario, I should get it by, like, Wednesday. And I didn't get it yesterday through the mail because it said one to two days. So I expected it to be there on Wednesday. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. It's Thursday right now when I'm recording this. I go online to Apple, and I'm looking, like, track my package. I I fucking I forgot my password. I had to go with all this nonsense. And then... um. Oh, I'll, I'll get into this in a second. I just got an update on my phone that is not cool. But um, I go to track the package, and it says, like, you know, it's on its way. No tracking number, nothing. Like, either I'm doing something wrong or these fucking guys are just assholes. It's not enough that they, they know exactly what my heart rate is at this moment, you know, because they know everything. They won't even give me the fucking tracking number to know when this package is coming to my house. Like, it's just bullshit. You know, it really is just bullshit. Like I, 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 so I'm putting everything that I'm writing on hold for these assholes because they don't want to give me a fucking tracking number, you know. But um, back to the update that's got on my phone, Yahoo Sports. This kind of shit really gets me upset. Yahoo Sports just said that um, Coldplay is set to headline the Super Bowl 50 halftime show. Are you fucking kidding me? Coldplay? What the fuck is Coldplay going to do to get me excited while I'm drinking and watching a Super Bowl game? What what are they going to do? What is Coldplay going to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, this is what we want to hear during the Super Bowl. Definitely. Yup. I used to rule the world. Rise when I, I don't want to hear this shit. This is their only song that I know. This is their most popular song to me. And I don't want to... Look at this! This? Fuck out of here, man. And I'm not saying they're not talented, but who the fuck wants to hear this during the Super Bowl? Nobody. We're talking about Super Bowl... 55. Oh, that's a landmark Super Bowl. I'm not going to make it to see a Super Bowl 100. This is it for me. If I'm lucky, I see the 75th Super Bowl. I'm not going to make it to see the 100 Super Bowl. This is the big Super Bowl for me. It's bad enough my team won't be in it, and I got to watch two crackpot teams play for it. No disrespect to Tom Brady, who will probably be in it, but, you know, this is just not good music for the Super Bowl. This, this, I'm sorry. I'm actually on um, Wikipedia now because uh, I wanted to see the list of, like, the Super Bowl uh, performers, right? Let me tell you, <laughs> this shit sucked back in the day. Back in the day, let me see, the first three Super Bowls were, like, um, marching bands from universities. 
you know, um, Grambling State, Arizona University, and Florida A&M. Like, really? Florida A&M and Grambling. Like, I can't even remember, like, the last time a good football player came out of there. You know, good for the University of Arizona, though. But then I'm looking on. They had, like, uh, Kyle Shanning. Uh, and she was with the Southern University band. And, and, and then they started getting all right. Ella Fitzgerald joined Carol Channing in Super Bowl Six, And then they went right back to marching bands and Andy Williams. Oh, these Super Bowls were just like, I guess at the time, it's like whatever. It was exciting. Like, this shit sucks. There was a tribute to Duke Ellington in Super Bowl Nine. Grambling State University came right back for that one. You know? Uh... This is just terrible. I mean, I guess it wasn't as... You know, like, I'm looking at these Super Bowls, Super Bowl 10 and everything else, and it wasn't, like, a big deal. And they understood most people were just going to the bathroom during the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl wasn't that big of a deal, so it didn't matter. I'm trying to look at, like, where the first time they had, like, Grambling State University again. Super Bowl 14. Jesus. What is up that? Salute to the 1960s. All right. Um, up with the people. Who the hell was up with the people? That was 1982. I don't know who that was. Yeah, drill team. Nobody. Nobody. Florida and Florida State marching bands came in. Walt Disney produced it. Walt Disney Company produced it. And that was Super Bowl 18. I got to read Roman numerals. Like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, just real bad. Up with the people came back again on Super Bowl 20. Who the hell is up with the people? Uh... I don't know. I crap. I don't care. Up with the people. All right. Super Bowl 22, Chubby Checker and the Rockettes. All right. That's good. Then Elvis Presto. Who the fuck is Elvis Presto with 3D effects and Super Bowl? Who the hell performing at the Bears Super Bowl? Oh, the Bears Super Bowl was up with the people. My, 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 my people's up with the people did that. All right. Um, this is terrible. Uh, Diet Coke. Diet Coke? Is it Pepsi in the Super Bowl thing now? Yeah, so, I don't know. All right. then so, look, look at this shit. New Kids on the Block. All right, here we go. New Kids on the Block came in Super Bowl 25. Then Gloria Estefan came after that. All right, I guess that's when they started picking it up. Michael Jackson. All right. Yeah. And then it went real country. They had the Judds, Tanya Tucker, Clint Black. They went real country with that. Then they had Patti LaBelle. All right. You know, it's like, and you look, let me tell you, I actually love the Beyonce show. I thought the Beyonce show was great. I, I love when she brought out Destiny's Child. I thought it was sexy. I thought it was cool as fuck. Um, I thought the Bruno Mars one with the Red Hot Chili Peppers was great. I thought Katy Perry was great. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in love with Katy Perry, a perennial top five chick for me. But this year, Coldplay? Come on. I mean, how does Coldplay follow any of that? Really? Prince. Prince came out and killed it. I, I said I'm really bad with, with Roman rules. It was Super Bowl XLI. <laughs> 2007. Wasn't that when the Giants beat the Patriots? I think. I think that was, I don't know. Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney sucks, so it doesn't matter. Janet Jackson had Diddy and Justin Timberlake. Then she showed her titty, and everybody hated them and shit. But yeah, Coldplay as a halftime performer, just blow me. Like, that's just terrible. That's just so boring. Nobody wants to hear this shit. 
you know, sorry I just rambled on and on, too, about performers from yesteryear reminiscing about days. I, I can't even read a fucking Roman numeral. So um, the Miami Hurricanes, the U, they just got a new coach. They picked up Georgia's trash. As Georgia finally got, got rid of Mark Rick um, as head coach, I've been calling for Georgia to fire Mark Rick for at least four or five years already. That dude is just terrible. Um, great recruiter. And I say great recruiter because his guys do go pro. Well, a lot of first-rounders come out of Georgia. A lot of second, third, fourth, fifth-rounders come out even more so. But a lot of first-rounders come out of Georgia. Stafford was a first-rounder. I mean, I think he sucks, but he was a first-rounder. Got pro talent, you know. But, but what I always hated about Georgia is that you always kind of waited for Georgia to just fuck up their season. You know, it was like, um, it's like Georgia's always a favorite in the SEC. Always, you know. And they can never get over, they, they can't get over Nick Saban or LSU. Or they just they just look like shit against a Clemson team or against some sisters of the poor school that catches them on a bad day. That's terrible. It's like they lose total focus. And it's and it's all on the head coach in college. You're not gonna blame that on quarterback play or something. You're gonna blame it in, in college, the star is the head coach. And and Mark Rick just couldn't get this team to another level, and he had the players to do it. That's why I think he stinks as a head coach. If you're able to get the talent there, everyone else in the world sees you as a top 10 team, as a potential SEC champion, which pretty much means if people see you strong enough to be an SEC champion, then they pretty much see you strong enough to be a a champion, a college football, national football champion, you know? So he was never able to do this with Georgia, ever. I think the best thing he ever did was beat up on Hawaii in a bowl game. But we're talking about fucking Hawaii here. And I could be wrong. I just think it was Georgia who just beat the shit out of them. You know, and they, and as they should have. That was the Colt Brennan Hawaii team. They used to score like 90 points a game. <laughs> Something ridiculous. June Jones had these guys like playing on crack, you know. But I'm pretty sure that, that Georgia beat them. You know, um, but regardless, and th- now the Miami Hurricanes get them. And Miami, you have to realize, you, you, you guys, when you had that time with Jimmy Johnson, it was catching lightning in a bottle. You got to let that go, Miami U fans. You know, and, and I mean this. I said Miami U fans, Miami Hurricane fans. You, Miami Hurricane fans, need to just realize this. You had your window of opportunity. You, you were great. It was an unbelievable decade that you guys had a great run, you know. Um, another team with so much NFL talent that, that potential Hall of Famers came out of those, out of those schools, out of those um, teams in that school. But the time is gone. You know, you look at the ACC now. It's run by Florida State. It's run by Clemson. you got UNC right on the heels. you got NC State, who I was talking with uh, 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 my, my man Montel yesterday. They're going to take a hit losing Jacoby Brissett. Or Brissett, sorry. Their quarterback in the draft this year, but that's a that's a university that's been on the up on the up and up for a while. Syracuse, I know what they have a four or five win season, a lot of youth on that team, and I really like the direction they're going to Syracuse. And I'm not a Syracuse guy whatsoever. Duke can beat the bad teams and lose to the good teams. <laughs> Be interesting to see what happens with Virginia Tech, but regardless of the fact, it's the ACC. You know, it's a step down from the SEC, but it's still competitive. You know, and you go into Miami, and what's going to stink for Mark Rick in Miami is that Miami fans, they feel like they should be a national champion again. They, they, they really feel like, like they're 
their allegiance is to a school that should be dominant. And that's not the truth because the recruits in Miami are not looking at Miami anymore. The recruits are looking at Florida State. The recruits are looking at Florida, you know. And, and, if, not, and if not, those recruits in Florida are looking at Georgia, <laughs> you know. They're looking at Tennessee. They're not looking at Miami anymore. They're not. I'm pretty sure if you grow up in Miami, let's say you're a 17, 18-year-old kid, you're a whatever, we don't want to say a five-star, you're a, you're a two, three, maybe four-star kid coming out of Florida um, high school, you know, and you're looking for colleges to apply to, to you can play football at. Do you think any of these kids realistically want to go to Miami? They've seen Miami shit the bed week after week during the college football season. And all they hear about in Miami is their fathers and uncles talking about the old-ass times with Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and Butch Davis, yada, yada, yada. That sounds like old man shit. Because that's the only thing Miami fans have to go to is that one era. Jimmy Johnson, all this bullshit. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody, nobody at the age of 16 to 18 to 19 gives a fuck about those old Miami teams. They, they know all about Florida. They know all about Florida State. They even know more about neighboring Georgia and Tennessee. No way is any kid in his right mind going to want to go to Miami. They're done. And now you bring in a coach that loves, loves to swim in mediocrity. And Mark Rick. You know what's a great comparison for Mark Rick? Dave Wanstead. Former Pitt coach, former Chicago Bear coach. This is a guy who could recruit, a guy who knows talent, could not coach people to their full potential. And I mean that because I remember he, he was drafting with the Bears. He was drafting talent, could never coach it up. That's a coaching issue. So Mark Rick to me is this generation's version of Dave Wanstead. He knows what to say in front of the camera, wants to play it really cool. You suck at your fucking job. That's what Mark Rick is to me, at least. And it's gonna be, and it's gonna be a, a, a two year run at Miami. This is what Miami does. This is what my, Miami thinks that they're gonna get a coach and they're gonna get the U back. You know, they're gonna reinstill this fan base. You got Ray Lewis out there talking shit about what the U, the U is coming back. Michael Irvin throwing up the U. Fuck y'all. That shit is done. Mark Rick ain't going to do shit for you. He's not out recruiting Florida. He's not out recruiting Florida State. Hell no is he out, re- out recruiting Florida State. So enjoy it. There's going to be another two or three run, two or three year run. What Mark Rick should have done, what he should have done, and I know it is put himself in check before someone else put him in check. Mark Rick should have went down a level, went to the Mac. You know, I mean, he's going to get paid. He's gotten paid. You know, I don't think money is a fucking issue for him at this point. He's been coaching at Georgia forever. I'm sure he's fucking paid, you know. Could, could, I'm not saying going down to like a Division three junior college, but, but go to the Mac for like three years. I'm positive he could build a strong team out of, out of one of those conferences, the MAC, the, the Mountain West, the Sun Belt. Like, go somewhere over there, where, especially someplace like the Sun Belt, I would think, where, where his recruiting ground is still strong. You know, I mean, his recruiting ground is still going to be strong in Miami, but my point is, get, build, a, build up a program. 
that people aren't really looking at, get yourself off the radar. Right now, you had a huge, huge, huge radar on you in Georgia because people have been wanting you out for at least two or three years. I've been saying four or five. And now you're going to Miami where ESPN loves shoving Miami down our throats for any fucking reason. You needed to take the target off your back. All you did was make yourself a mark going to Miami. That's all you did. You should have took a step down. You should have put your ego and yourself in check, Mark Rick. But you're not going to do that. You're Dave Wanstead II. So prepare for another three years of bullshit, Miami, because you ain't beating nobody good. And your coach is mediocre. Damn. Sounded like I really hated him, really. I know we had to do a remix, right? Rest in peace, big! Man, I get more butt than ashtrays Fuck a fair one, I get mine the fast way Ski mask way, nigga ransom notes Far from handsome, but damn a nigga tote oh. More guns than roads So, Johnny Manziel, I haven't talked about him in a while I was watching that crazy ass on Monday Night Football game Baltimore against Cleveland um, a, a lot better game than I thought it was going to be Only, It was a good game, really good game Against two shitty teams Um Johnny Manziel benched because of the fact that he was out there drinking, um, partying, acting like an idiot, and this comes off of, like, an off-season where he, where he checked himself into rehab because he knew he had problems. Um, Johnny Manziel has issues? Yes, absolutely has issues, you know. Cleveland Browns went. They started uh, – they're going to go with Austin Davis um, as their starter for the rest of the way, pending um, anything crazy happening because Josh McCown is out, broken collarbone. So they're going with Austin Davis over Johnny Manziel. Why is Manziel still on your team then? I mean, really. I mean, there's no reason for him to be on your team if that's the case. I mean, you, you can say all you want about helping him, but he's got to learn on his own. He's got a rich family. Like, they should be helping him. You know? Not the team. <laughs> like, if there was anybody who had all the resources, then it's him. And not, maybe he doesn't want to be helped. Maybe he honestly thinks... Drinking and having a good time is what he wants to do because that's all he knows. I'm not, like, defending him, so to speak, but it's just like uh, maybe I'm just a little lighter on Johnny than most people are. I don't really give a shit if he wants to go out and drink. And then I thought about it. Like, like for everybody who's out there talking shit about Manziel, how much do you love Rob Gronkowski? Because I love them both. I think Gronk's going to go down as the best tight end. Maybe number two to Tony Gonzalez. Maybe. But if you look at what he does, it's ridiculous. But that's a topic for another day, you know. But you look at Rob Gronkowski. What is he known for? He throws boat parties with his family. Like, legit boat parties with his family and has advertisements for him. Like, the guy is out there. He's getting it in, you know. And he is going hard when he's out there partying. Rob Gronkowski was out partying with Johnny Manziel. <laughs> But what we say about Gronk, oh, he's fun. He's just out there having a good time. When Johnny Manziel does it, oh, he's an alcoholic and he, 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 he's not responsible. He's a punk kid. Gronkowski's probably, what, four years older than him? Like, you know, really? I mean, I, it's just funny, like, the, the, the way we, I always go into it, public perception about somebody. When there's, like, a perception of someone in your head, you don't want to shake it, no matter how untrue or how off-base you are about it. 
you know. So I just say, let Johnny Manziel fucking start. No disrespect to Austin Davis, but go fuck yourself. Like, who the hell's looking for Austin Davis right now? Nobody's scared of Austin Davis, you know. And Manziel just, it will be exciting to watch. Browns fans don't even give a fuck. <laughs> Browns fans are so checked out right now. I kind of feel bad for them. Like, Browns fans don't give a fuck. They just truly just watching games to nitpick. If you, I, I'm actually cool with a lot of Browns fans on Twitter. You need to need to get cool with about five or six Browns fans. Because Browns fans and Redskins fans. Because let me tell you, whenever anything happens, they, they follow it. We're going to fuck this up. <laughs> oh, there we go. Another disappointing loss. Like, they are just, they're not looking at no bright side. And the Redskins are at first place, all things considered. And their fans are still like, we stink. <laughs> they're being completely honest with themselves, you know. But uh, Browns fans, it's so funny, man. Like, Browns fans seem to, like, wave the white towel so quickly because they're used to it, you know. I think it was, what, like, two years ago. I think I, think I had expectations for the Browns to be, like, an 8-8 eight eight team. A lot of people did. And it just fell apart. Like, it's just a bad place to be, man. Like, I, I don't know. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for those Browns fans. Not too bad because I'm a Bears fan and I've gone through my shit. But Browns fans got it bad, man. It all started when they drafted Tim Couch. So, yeah, before I get out of here, I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers for a second because I hate them, but I love just talking shit about them. So I'm um, checking a text message right now. Uh, all right, whatever. Um, sorry about that. It, wouldn't it be a great script, the Green Bay Packer movie? You know, you have a head coach in Mike McCarthy who I th- always says top five coach in the league, very smart, great offensive line, you know. He builds a great offense with his quarterback that he's gone to bat for and has supported publicly and, and, and said that this is the guy a million times publicly. They build a great offense. Then Aaron Rodgers gets too big for his britches, you know? You know, he starts arguing with McCarthy. They're at odds or whatever. And McCarthy decides to be the bigger man and says, you know what? The franchise doesn't need this. He's still a great player. But you know what? You figure it out, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to step down. I'm not going to call the plays anymore. I'll let this dickhead to the left of me call the plays, and you and him figure it out. And what's happened, Aaron Rodgers and his offense are totally out of sync, and I love it. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been toted around as the god, you know, as one of the best-kept gems in in the NFL. And if that's the case, if you're a quarterback and you're one of these franchise quarterbacks, you need to elevate the play of whoever's around you. I don't give a fuck if Jordy Nelson isn't playing, and I don't give a fuck that Eddie Lacy's a fat piece of shit now, you know. You need to elevate the play of everyone on that team. You need to be putting up 30 points a game. You need to figure it out. Peyton Manning's done it. Tom Brady does it year in, year out. Drew Brees obviously made Jimmy Graham look a lot better than he is because he fucking sucks in Seattle. Shout out to Jimmy Graham, though. Get better. Just because I don't think you're a good player and I don't like you doesn't mean I want you hurt, you know. But it's just, it, it, just be, it would just make for a great movie, you know. The Mike McCarthy movie, you know. But whatever. Uh, I like going out on a note when I get the shit on Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Just wanted to talk to you real quick for 30 minutes. Um, check out NGSCSports.com. I got, just got my Beating Vegas. I don't know what entry this is. Entry 12? I don't No idea. Entry 12, I think, though, for Beating Vegas. Um, above 50%. That's pretty good. Um, check out G Stelio 
Instagram.com. Check me out on Twitter. Check out Instagram. Uh, G double E S T double E L I O. I should have my album review for Jada Kiss's new album, Top Five Dead or Alive. Should be up there soon. Uh, enjoy the bowl weekend, everybody, and bear witness. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BGW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus